Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Good evening and welcome to the And Why At Home Experience. Can I be honest with you guys? I am so enjoying the new format of our worship experience where we get to stay safe, connect with our bubble, still connect with our church family and grow in the word all while navigating through this new space of a pandemic. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I love that you all are really opening up to this new idea of making your homes individual sanctuaries for the presence of the Lord. Here's what I want you all to do. If you are joining us today, and obviously you are, I want for you to share, share, share. Do me a favor and don't just share, but give a comment, give um, some type of explanation as to why you're sharing and what you want people to get out of the broadcast today. Here's what else I want you to do. I want you to make sure that everybody that you are watching with logs on. Now, of course, somebody's gonna have to mute themselves, but if everybody logs on, it allows for us to know exactly who is watching with us today. So each person in your space is gonna log on, choose one person to be unmuted, and you all are going to comment and engage with us as we move through the teaching today. I also wanna point out, there's another resource that we have created for you. One of the things that I find, being a church for quite a while now, is that I listen to messages, I hear different scriptures, even revelation, and later it's sometimes hard to um, revisit those concepts, even if I'm taking notes during the message. So here's what we've done. We have all of the notes available for you on our church app. How cool is that? You can literally follow along with the entire message, line upon line, scripture upon scripture, and have a copy of it later for your reference. Also, the discussion questions are there to activate you to really applying the word to your life. So those are my housekeeping announcements, okay? We're sharing, we're commenting, we are accessing the notes, we're letting everybody know that we are watching and we're at home together, we're worshiping safely, and we're growing in the word. So let's just jump right into the word. We've been in the Essential series and quite honestly, we've tackled some very foundational topics, but topics that are necessary for the body of Christ to really review and really make sure that we embed. I think sometimes it is really attractive uh, to go into the deep things of God, only realizing that everything he has for us is deep and offers a sense of revelation. And so we really are going back to the basics with reminding you of the fact that you are essential, that you are important and all the different pieces that that offers. So as we jump into week three, I wanna to talk to you um, about this idea of self-care, but for believers. Last week, we made a distinction between worldly esteem, 
or self-esteem and godly esteem. And I start, kind of want to bring that contrast again when we talk about self-care, but what it actually looks like for believers and how it would manifest for us very differently. Uh, I hear the term self-care really similar to self-love or self-esteem, and it's mostly associated with binge-watching Netflix or um, spending this elaborate amount of money or junk food, uh, treating this kind of like treat yourself mentality, and I believe in treating myself. Uh, so I love all those, I love all those parts of it. But when you really think about self-care as a believer, self-care is really the fruit of soul care. Because we live in this commercialized world, we actually have the luxury of going to the grocery store, picking out an apple or even a bag of apples, and never considering the fact that this apple grew on a tree. And so it really allows us to be very removed from the entire process that it took to grow that apple. What are we talking about here? We're talking about self-care, talking about apples. We're talking about the entire process of being connected to the root and the vine. When we focus on self-care, we simply are taking the fruit aspect and not looking at the whole picture. The whole picture is really the caring for your soul. Here's the reality. Your truest self is your soul and encompasses so much more than just your physical body. And because we can see our physical body, we tend to focus our self-care more on the physical body. You can see the apple. But when you get to the tree, if you ever see the tree, you cannot even see the roots. Once the apple's at the grocery store, you can't even see the tree. So we've been caring for our bodies, our physical maintenance as our self-care without considering the soul or the parts of us that we cannot see. So we've got to dig deeper. I cannot count the number of people because it's innumerable (laughs) the number of people who have a face care regimen but they do not have an effective devotional life yeah so you spend more time picking out what you're going to put on your face or how you're going to groom your hairline Uh, why because that's what we can see that's the apple but we're not considering the behind the scenes parts of that. I talk to way more people who actually have no effective plan for their devotion and are quite inconsistent when it comes with that. I believe in taking showers. I believe in bathing um, or showering daily. But the truth is that we have believers who believe more in caring for their body than they do for their soul. I know believers who don't skip showers, but they skip devotions. And so we've got to make sure that we are not desiring the fruit of self-care and ignoring the tree of soul care by which we can produce a level of self-care. If we focus on soul care, As a priority, the truth is that all those other things 
of our uh, physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, they will all come into alignment because we are caring for our soul. Most recently, I have uh, embarked once again on the journey of home ownership. And this is our our third home purchase, uh, but this is the biggest project that we've ever had. So we we purchased once and we were, I don't know, 21. And so it was so many moons ago. And the house was built from scratch, everything new, picked out. And, you know, you pretty much didn't have to worry about much. Um, then we purchased a second time and the home wasn't brand new to us, but relatively new. So once again, not too much to worry about. This time we chose a house that was built literally in 1960. And so you're now going through the process of renovations. And if you've gotten a chance to talk to me personally, then you know how I feel about that. And if you haven't gotten a chance to talk to me personally, well, my renovation story is probably more juicy than novellas. So <laughs> when um, I think about this whole process of uh, home ownership in this instance and renovations, um, I even have started to consider becoming a plant mom on this new journey of focusing in on things that I never really have thought about before as far as building a space um, from the ground up rather than just looking at the fruit of someone else's labor who have already prepared the space for me. So one of the things that came up in becoming a plant mom was what I do to get started, um, what I do to address the challenges of actually growing plants and then even the environment or the neighborhood of my home to keep the plants safe. All this to say, there's a lot more that goes into it than just making a decision that I want to grow my own vegetables. And we want to back up 10 steps uh, today when it comes to self-care and soul care for us as believers. And it really reminds me of John 15, this idea of me becoming a plant mom. And I haven't started, so I haven't gotten anything yet. But it takes me all the way back to John 15. And if you wouldn't mind, go there with me to John chapter 15. Um, you may know it as the vine and the branches scripture, but I really want us to see it through the lens of a map for soul care. And we're going to just stop three places on this journey to soul care using John 15 as a map to get there. John 15 and one says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, 
ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves then to be my disciples. So no matter what, making the choice to pause for soul care, remember with self-care being a fruit of that, can be surprisingly difficult. And I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm used to the hustle and bustle of busyness and production. And there's this weird thing that comes along sometimes with somehow feeling guilty for slowing down or um, being anxious about it or even afraid to take that pause um, for sake of being seen as lazy or for sake of being seen as selfish. Um, But it really reminds me of the courage that it takes to do what you need to do to care for your soul and to literally sit at the feet of Jesus. We have to make sure that in all that we are doing, we really take on the mindset of a Mary versus the mindset of a Martha, who it was extremely important for Martha to work. It was extremely important for Mary to sit. And not that one is priority over the other, but each one has its season. There will always be time to work, but many of us have not made priority for the time to sit at the feet of Jesus. When I look at John 15, and I talk to you about using it as a map for soul care, um, we look at the journey of the vine and we look at the branches. Um, The first stop on this journey to soul care is emotional wellness. And this idea that in order to be emotionally well, we have to learn how to fail brilliantly and create safe spaces. So our first stop on this journey is learning to fail brilliantly and create safe spaces. Let's take a look back at John 15. Verse one says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have to be okay with failure and be kind to yourself and allow yourself to fail. If you are not failing at anything, you are not trying. And if you find yourself not failing at anything and you say, well, no, I really do feel like I'm trying. You're not trying at the level and you're not taking the risk at the level that God wants you to take. Failure is a part of the process. And then as you fail brilliantly, there are lessons to be learned and there are times in your life where you will be pruned. But that is part of the process of caring for one's soul. Branches, first of all, that do not produce fruit need to be cut off. If nothing's ever cut off from you, then you become this overgrown vine, this overgrown branch that really is uncared for. Pruning is painful. Pruning is admitting that in some way, shape, form, or fashion that something didn't go right. And it may feel like failure. It may feel like loss, but it is part of God's plan for us that we are pruned 
as part of the care that he has for us. How many of you know that pruning will help to shape who you are meant to be? Embrace the pruning. Now, on this stop, we're talking about failing brilliantly, which means to embrace the process, take the cut, take the hit, learn the lesson, and know that this is all part of it, but also to maintain and create safe spaces. I want to take you to another scripture, even in addition to John 15. Galatians 6 and 1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, When I think about this scripture, bear one another's burdens and restoring one another, it requires connection. You absolutely have to be connected with other people in order to live this Galatians six in one life. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be open to receiving correction. Many people, they think of space, safe spaces as safe spaces where they can get a pat on the back, safe spaces where they can receive affirmation. But a true safe space takes everything that you are and drops it in there. That is part of the soul care that God wants us to take with our own lives. It's a safe space to express your feelings. It's a safe space to manage your stress. You cannot restore yourself. That is not the way that we have been created. We have been created to be a process of restoring one to another, of restoring each other. I hear so many times people talk about the challenges that they're going through in life and their response is to retreat. Um, I'm going to retreat. I'm going to step back. I'm going to step away. And they're going to step away so that they can care for their own wounds. It would be like a person getting a gunshot and refusing to see a doctor or getting a gunshot and refusing to go see a healthcare professional and simply deciding that um, they are not going to invite anyone over and they are going to care for their wounds themselves. Um, And most of us would never do that if we had a gunshot. But the truth is that we are believers who've been shot in many different ways and many different places. And our resolve has been to restore ourselves. We've got to make sure that we're pushing into the power of community and this Galatians 6 and 1 to make sure that we are allowing someone to bear our burdens. Let's keep moving through John 15 to the station number two of our soul care. At station number two, we're talking about our physical health. So we talked about emotional wellness and the need to be sure that you are processing well, you're feeling well, and you're allowing others to restore you. Think about stop two when we say physical wellness, physical wellness. And here we really want to focus on the need to rest and withdraw. Let's look at the scripture. John 15 and four says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. To abide there actually means to rest. We have to find rest in Jesus. I know we think it's a couple of extra hours of sleeping and you definitely need a minimum number of hours, but there is the possibility of sleeping eight hours a night 
and not finding rest because true rest is found in abiding, abiding in Jesus. No tree bears fruit in every single season. Every tree has a season where they must allow their branches to rest, where there is no budding, but there simply is this stillness. If we are constantly, constantly doing, then there doesn't become a space for rest. We look at this grapevine. It is not producing fruit endlessly. Yeah, you have those branches that get pruned, but there are some branches that are bearing fruit in their season and they're okay when they're off season. It took me, oh my gosh, so long to embrace this concept of rest. Um, Even as I transitioned through this trimester of my pregnancy, naps had become an actual requirement. Whereas before I disdained naps, but you have to listen to your soul. And I'm not saying everybody start taking a nap, but you have to start listening to your soul and allowing for rest to come by processing through Jesus and processing through what he's telling you at the time. You have to be confident that as you learn to rest, those seasons where you're coming out of rest or those seasons um, where there's less rest, that the season where you did rest is going to allow you to produce more fruit in those seasons to come. Rest and withdraw. Yes, we believe in the power of community and community is very important, but there are times where we need to withdraw from certain activities, where we need to withdraw from certain relationships. Uh, Let's look at Luke 5 and 16 on this. It tells us that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. It is okay to need that alone time. And when I think about Luke 5 and 16, it really does bring a balance because you have people who go into like this whole hermit, prophet, cave like situation. That's not even like if we look at how Jesus modeled this, this is not what he's doing. He's resting and he's withdrawing in between times of pouring out, in between times of ministry in between times of still being in full purpose. So he's taken a week. He's taken a couple of days. He simply has healthy boundaries. And if Jesus needed healthy boundaries, guess what, guys? We need healthy boundaries too. The challenge is that a lot of times we're resting, we're withdrawing, but it's not in between times of purpose. It's not in between times of ministry. It's just a constant season of resting and withdrawing. So there is that level of give and take, where he poured and then he withdrew, where he gave and then he rested, where he delivered, he fulfilled, he manifested all that he was, and he took a balance with withdrawing. If we say yes to what the Father is calling us to do, in order to say yes, and a full yes, it has to be that times of refreshing come from being in the presence of the Lord. And that brings us to our last stop through the journey of John 15 and going towards this soul care. And that is spiritual nourishment. So stop one, emotional wellness. Stop two, physical wellness. Stop three, spiritual nourishment. And this is really where we get to the bedrock and the foundation of what our source is. 
And this is study, prayer, and meditation on the word. Let's go back to John 15, but let's move to verse seven. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. There's a word that we don't use very much, but it's definitely mentioned in the Bible. And that is the Sabbath. This idea that there's a dedicated space to focusing, to intentionally pausing and bringing ourselves around the center of Jesus and our own soul and our own well-being. If we look at the university version of a Sabbath, because of course I'm a university professor. When you look at the Sabbath of a university professor um, and you look at this idea that they take a sabbatical, what happens on a sabbatical? They don't go to the spa every day. They don't veg um, every day. Let me be a small part of it. But the expectation of a professor when they come back from a university sabbatical is they come back with a publication, with research. They come back with some type of revelation in their field, in their sphere. A lot of times when we look at just the fruit um, being self-care and not the tree, the whole thing of soul care, then we diminish the ability to actually produce in this season of rest. There should be no rest that comes without revelation, which is why the study, prayer, and meditation of the word has to be on your journey of stops of self-care. Let's look at it another way. In Matthew 22 and 37, Jesus commands us, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God, which is the combination of study, prayer, and meditation. Because we know people who can quote the word, but there's no revelation backing it. And so it is that daily bread, but it also is a revelation that is coming from it. Caring for yourself is not all about pampering. Caring for yourself is making sure that your roots run deep in the word of God. And that is something that you can manifest and literally ask yourself, what does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your mind? That means that your intellect, your study of the word, your revelation has to be a part of your love for Christ is love for his words that he has spoken in the past and love for his word that he is speaking right now. You cannot care for your soul without loving the entirety of his word that brings you strength, that brings you life, that brings you affirmation, that brings you the roots that run deep to allow for all of the branches on that vine to thrive when they're in the fruit producing season, when they're in their resting and withdrawing season. But nevertheless, Never disconnect from the vine. Never be that branch that thinks that you can exist without every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Never be that branch that thinks that you can exist without tapping back into the source. When we forsake study, prayer, and meditation, we are involving ourselves in a 
form of religion that has nothing to do with the relationship. Why? Because relationships are built around conversation. And the word is the conversation that God wants to consistently have with us. The word is the conversation that opens up the door for not just his written word to come to life, but his prophetic word, his right now rhema word to come alive as you speak with him, as you commune with you, with him, as you converse with him and you're talking through this with him. It's a living, breathing being. When you just focus on the word that was written, it's like being a dead plant and only looking at things that were. But when you allow it to be a daily bread, when you allow it to bring fresh manna to your doorstep, that means you're still alive on the vine. You're not a branch that's gotten disconnected over time. There's a journey of reading books and even involving yourself in literature that opens up a new door of possibility. Every word in the Bible, every story speaks to what we are to do as believers. It speaks to how we are to live. It speaks to how we deal with trauma. It speaks to how we deal with triumph. It speaks to how we deal with pain. It speaks to how we build relationships. It speaks to how we build family. It speaks to how we build church. It speaks to how we build purpose. The word speaks to every single aspect of our lives. How can we care for our souls and forsake this bedrock of care? Gotta be emotionally well. Gotta be physically well have to make sure that our spirit is properly nourished. Here's what I want you to do. We've walked through John 15. And while I'm still on the fence on whether I'm going to become a natural plant mom or not, the truth is that we all are branches on this vine of God. And it is imperative that we never get disconnected from him as that vine caring for our soul will produce that self-care caring for our soul embodies all of these different pieces that may be a challenge and may not be what you're used to but don't forfeit caring for your soul for a massage or a fishing day with the guys make sure that you allow for your source to really be the vine here's what i want to do I want to activate you um, in this moment to really allow for an introspective look. Um, we do have prophetic ministry. We have prophetic ministers. Um, our apostle is a prophet. And there are so many opportunities for the word of the Lord to come to you through other people. But I really want you to sit still in this moment. And I want for you to receive a prophetic word from God. Um, allow him to speak right now. And what we're looking for him to speak into is the status of our soul. Which step or which steps of this journey to soul care do we really need to focus in on? Just get really quiet right there in your space. Um, you can close your eyes. You can lift your hands. You can stand up, do whatever you need to do. But allow God to speak to you.
Yeah, I think it's right there in the stillness of that moment. And keep listening if he's if he's still speaking to you. But it's it's in the stillness of the moment that we literally have to slow down long enough to really allow God to accelerate in our lives. Do not forsake the gift of the prophet or prophecy, but also don't be so disconnected from the vine that you don't realize that every single moment of the day, every day, you have an opportunity to receive directly from the vine because you are the branches that are never to be disconnected. We cannot do anything outside of him. As often as you need to, take that still moment. Make it longer, make it shorter, but know that God always has something that he wants to say directly to you in the stillness of each moment. If you've tuned in with us today, we are not done, but I want you to consider how you can allow others in that space, your fellow branches that are next to you to come alongside and really become a part of your vine trajectory. We have pastors that are standing by at the end of the worship experience. They want to pray with you. They want to connect with you. If you have questions, if you have needs, you have this desire just to get some prayer, just to have body-to-body ministry, we want to provide that for you. Even in this virtual space, I encourage you to stay tuned to the end of the broadcast and we will be putting up the site so that you can go in there and receive all the ministry that you need to propel you forward into this season of caring for your entire soul and refusing to be disconnected from the vine. Here's what I want you to do. Usually, if a good meal is served or a kind word is spoken, we respond with thank you. We respond with praise. We respond with excitement. We respond by letting the giver know how appreciative we are of that. Would you just begin to focus your mind in on praise and thanking God for reminding us of how we can care for our soul and how much he is our source of the vine. Come on and open up your mouth and just say thank you. God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise your name. We believe that you are a father that gives good gifts. We believe that you are a good, good God, and we refuse to be disconnected from you. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this revelation, and thank you for this journey. Come on. It may be uncomfortable depending on where you are, but your bubble is a safe space. Come on and give the Lord praise. Make right there where you are a virtual altar. Make right there where you are the place where praise begins and join us as we enter into a time of corporate worship. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. 
join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nation San Bernardino all the way live.